Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving working moms come to learn how to stop over drinking, reduce overwhelm and anxiety, and show up like the players they were meant to be. I'm your host, Angela Masenek, and let's dig in. Welcome to episode 29, The Stories We Tell. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all? I am so excited about this podcast episode. It's going to be fun and a little bit different than the other ones that I normally do. There's still going to be a lesson to be learned, (laughs) and I'm going to share some information about some recent revelations I've had with my own thought work and my own coaching and um, where it really comes from is I'm always thinking about y'all. I'm always thinking about how I can share what I've learned on my own journey to stop over drinking, stop overeating, to launch my business. Like, how can I share what I've learned on my journey? I'm just a couple years ahead of y'all. So if you're somebody that's starting the process or starting the journey to stop over drinking or you want to lose weight, I've been exactly where you have been. And I'm just like time is the only thing that differentiates me from you. Okay. Everyone has the same abilities to do this work. And I want to share as much as I can about my own journey and pass that along to you because I believe that people are inspired by stories. And this podcast is a really good example of that. So I'm always thinking about you guys and my clients, and even if you're not my clients, if you're just my podcast listeners, and how I can verbalize what this work looks like and how the power of changing our thoughts creates the results in our lives that we actually want. And before I started this journey, I was living an unintentional life. I was on an auto repeat life. Like it was like the rinse and repeat, right? If you think about a washing machine, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, doing the same thing over and over again. I was at the effect of my emotions. I didn't know that my thoughts created my results in my life. I blamed other people for how I felt or my current result with how much money I was making in my job, to my stress load, my anxiety. I blamed all of that to other people outside circumstances, right? But once I learned Um, how to create an intentional life that I could actually have thoughts that I could intentionally think and create on my own that led me to have different results in my life, my world completely changed. And so you've followed along, you've probably listened to many podcast episodes at this point, but I'm always wondering how I can tell you how to, how to approach things differently and help you along your own journey to live an intentional life, one that's on purpose and by your design, right? Not being at the effect of other people's design for your life or you being at the effect of your, your emotions or the effect of your circumstances, right? So this podcast is going to be super fun. I want you guys, if you can, to maybe grab your notebook um, to sort of dig in here and close all of your other things that you have going on down and to really pay attention. It's going to be a fun. So just have an open mind with me here and I'm going to tell you a couple stories. And um, I'm just going to start in and you're just going to have to follow along with me if you will. All right. So the first story is a story about a camping trip that I had planned for my family. And this was something that 
I was really looking forward to. It had been planned for a long time. And um, it all started with my mother-in-law and her desire to get most of the family together. So my husband has three siblings. He has a brother and he has two sisters. And one of the sisters lives across the world, basically. She was living in Kazakhstan and the Ukraine. And so she hasn't been living in the U.S. for probably the past seven or eight years. And she has five kids. And so whenever she comes to the U.S., we always do our best effort to get everybody together so we can see her and see her kids um, all as a group. So my mother-in-law planned this event that was up in the mountains. She wanted to have this big picnic. She rented a picnic shelter for us all. And this specific state park had hiking trails and a beach where the kids could um, have fun and play and whatnot. So we had all been looking forward to this. And we decided as a family that we were going to camp after this picnic event with the other extended family. So Pete's other sister lives locally. She was going to come. She's got a couple dogs. And then his sister from abroad was going to be there. She's got a dog. And then I think three of the kids were coming, plus his parents, plus our family of five and our dog. So as you can imagine, a lot of moving parts, (laughs) a lot of pets. Um, So anyway, we decided to camp that night and just to sort of make a weekend thing out of it. So... um, That morning that we were supposed to leave, you know, we were packing up the car and uh, the kids were completely crazy and they always just, you know, everybody's just like always in the way, right? (laughs) When you're trying to load the car, everyone's like walking right in your path and I'm like, get out of the way and like they're whining, complaining, they're arguing with each other, the dog's running in and out of the house and it's just sort of chaotic, right? And we're, it's hot, it's like 90 degrees outside already, It's not even like noon and we're loading up the car, packing all this stuff and it's just, it's chaotic. And so we get on the road about an hour and a half later than I originally thought we wanted to leave. We were, the event was supposed to start at noon and we weren't even leaving until after 11. So I let my mother-in-law know that we were having a late start and we'd be there about 1.30. So we get up there and um, park our car and sort of understand where this, um, event was happening was at this picnic shelter that we had to walk down this long path and so we didn't grab everything that we really needed we didn't really know exactly excuse me my dog decided to wake up and roll around on the carpet and shake and make all sorts of noise (laughs) while I'm recording my podcast but I'm just going with it but anyway we get to the picnic shelter area and we walk in and you know the kids are already been crabby from being in the car for two hours and so we walk down this path and we see the family at the picnic shelter and it's, you know, really nice and they it's shaded and they've got their coolers of food and everything set up and the dogs and the sisters were there and all the kids. And um, my mother-in-law had this really nice spread of food laid out and we just, you know, kind of got settled in and got caught up with everybody and I'm trying to manage my kids from like just like going haul in and like eating all the food before it was time to eat and so I'm like guarding the food table and (laughs) you know it's just managing it all with the three kids right and the dog is howling we don't let our dog off our leash in those situations the other two sisters had their dogs off leash they were just running all over the place but our dog is a hound and if we were to let her off the leash we wouldn't see her again but when we tie her up, she barks. <laughs> so as you can visualize this in your head, it's barking dog, about eight kids running around, three other dogs, you know, sisters that haven't and brothers that haven't seen each other in a while, and then grandparents and this big mix of food and chaos. So anyway, we eat, 
And um, then we decide that we're the group is going to break off. And one group is going to go hiking with the dogs. And then the other group was going to go swimming at the beach because the dogs can't be at the beach. So I was leading this hiking trip with my dog and the other dogs and the two sisters. And my husband was going to take the kids swimming along with the grandparents. So we all go our separate ways and we made a plan to meet up later in a couple hours so I could go swimming and the other sisters could go swimming and that Pete and the grandparents would take over taking care of the dogs. Okay, so that was the plan. (laughs) And so we take off on our hike and the sisters just let their dogs off the leash and they're walking. But the hiking trails, it's super busy, right? This is like peak season in the mountains of North Carolina. It's 90 degrees out and there's waterfalls and rivers running through these trails. And so the trails are packed. And they're a little bit treacherous, like they're rocky and stuff. And they've got their dogs off the leash, which they shouldn't have. They, you know, there's rules all over the place to keep your dogs on a leash. And uh, we keep stopping and just like dealing with the dogs. And it's just like super frustrating for me because like when I go on a hike, I want to go on the hike, right? Like I want to get a good workout in. I want to make some progress. I want to keep moving, right? Like the whole idea of the hike is like to keep moving forward. (laughs) So they were walking super slow and their dogs were in and out of people and they were stopping and jumping in the river and it was just all very annoying. So... I'm, you know, keep walking, we keep stopping. And then one of the cousins, my nephew, um, and I were talking about it. I'm like, are you, is your mom a slow walker or is she a fast walker? (laughs) And you know, the difference like between, you know, you know, if you're a slow walker or a fast walker, right? But I was telling him, teaching him this idea. And he's like, oh yeah, they're definitely slow walkers. And so we waited for a little while. Then he ran up to see where his mom was and he said, oh, they're not coming. They, you know, my sister's on Instagram and the dog is laying down and we're not coming. I'm like, all right, so we're going to go. So a couple of people dropped off the hike and we keep going. And then pretty soon the other sister drops off, says she just wants to hang out in the stream with the dog. So it's just now me and my nephew and my dog. And we're like, yes, finally we can hike at our own pace and we're the toughest hikers, blah, blah, blah. So we keep going and we're enjoying it. We're walking at our pace that we like and And then about five minutes later, one of the dogs just starts running past us. My sister-in-law's dog just runs past us. And I'm like, what the hell? And, you know, of course, she was nowhere to be found. Couldn't find her. It was like this dog just running wild out here in the woods. And I'm like, all right. So we get the dog. And I'm like, I guess we're just going to stop. We're going to turn around and head back. And so we finally find the group. We ended up finishing the hike. It was okay. And then we make the switch off with with the beach, right? So... Um, we all get down to the beach. I walk in, find my husband and the kids and everybody else. And I'm like, all right, everybody's out outside of the beach area waiting with the dogs. Let's do the switch off. So as soon as I got there, my kids see me and they all come up to me and they start whining and crying. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) why? The moment they see mom, they start whining and crying at me. And so anyway, it was, it's a total shit show. And I was like, what the hell? Like, you know, I was looking after we did this hike that wasn't as long or as intense as I wanted. We were still very hot and sweaty. Again, it's like 90 something degrees in North Carolina. And, you know, I had this visual of like this, this moment that we would like go swimming and I would take over with the kids and it'd be this amazing hour experience, right? Well, it was nothing to that. Everybody just fell apart. My daughter lost her bracelet in the water. And of course, the boys were arguing and not keeping their hands to themselves. And it was just a shit show. And everybody just basically fell apart. And I decided, all right, we're done. And so we pack everybody up. 
and we head out and we don't have any towels. <laughs> My husband and the fam- family took all of everything. So we had nothing to like dry ourselves off with. <laughs> Can you guys see this visual? And so we're, we're walking down the road to back to the family camp area. And, um, thank God my husband came early to pick us up and saw us walking down the street and save the day. So anyway, at this point, I am just like done, like the chaos of all the moving parts and the dogs running off the leash and managing my dog. And then the idea of setting up our tent and everything that we needed for that night for my family to spend the night was just, it just was like not sounding like a good time. So I was questioning whether we were going to pack up ourselves and go back home just like everybody else had planned to do. And I was really frustrated and I was just over it. The kids were just not, you know, I have these thoughts like the kids don't appreciate anything and they're just being whiny and horrible. And I'm just pretty much in this miserable, miserable place. And I'm telling my husband about it. And my mother-in-law could sense that I was pretty crabby. And anyway, um, we ultimately decided to stay. And, uh, the, the rest of the family took off and went home. We, you know, set up our camp and my, actually my husband set up the camp. I didn't have to do much except get the beds ready. And then, you know, ultimately went to bed, did not sleep well at all that night. There was tons of people in the campground. There was these teenage girls making all these talking all night long, plus the sounds of the wind. And it just, my phone died. I normally sleep with a sound machine and I just basically did not sleep all night and we wake up woke up in the morning and uh <laughs> another part of this story is that we realized as we were driving up here that we forgot something to boil water with so we could have our morning coffee and if you've been following along to any of this you know that I love my coffee in the morning and so I was planning on driving down to the camp store that's just right outside the exit of the park they offer free coffee to the campers And so I had planned to like just wake up in the morning and drive down there and get the coffee. So I did that. I left everybody in the morning. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get the coffee. And so I drove down there and the camp store is closed. (laughs) They're like out of business, y'all. It's not even like they're not open on Sundays, but they were out of business. So I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) I can't even get my coffee. And so I drove into town, coffee shop, like the nice coffee shop where they might actually have some espresso was closed, of course, on a Sunday. And so I drove to like the next general store. And so I went inside, asked if they had any coffee brewed. And they're like, yeah, we do in our little diner. And it was like, you know, served out of a styrofoam cup, Folgers style coffee. And I'm like, I'll take it. It'll be better than nothing. I won't get a headache. So I'll get my husband a cup, drove back up. And that's basically our morning. I ended up taking the dog for a um, hike and, you know, we left. My husband packed up everything up and we went home. All right, so what do you guys think about that story? <laughs> can you feel it? Do you feel the frustration? Do you feel how it was? Like, can you can you resonate with it, right? All right, so now I'm going to tell you another story. We went, We decided to go camping on this trip. Um, my mother-in-law had planned a family reunion with um, her two daughters and, and Pete, my husband, and all of the kids that were available. So all the cousins and our kids and... A lot of us have dogs. My sister-in-law that lives locally has two dogs. We have a dog. And then my sister-in-law that um, is here for the summer, but then eventually moving to India also has a dog. So my mother-in-law planned this um, outdoor sort of reunion with a big covered picnic shelter in this beautiful state park where they have a beach and hiking trails. So there's lots of things that everybody can do with their small children and their pets. 
And um, that morning started out amazing. My husband and I actually slept in for the first time in a long time with no rush to get up and do anything. We got the um, van packed up perfectly and we took off about 11:30 and I let my mother-in-law know that we would be arriving around around 1:30. And then we get there and everything my mother-in-law put this beautiful spread of food together. And we were told we didn't have to bring anything, not even drinks, which is amazing. So we showed up, this beautiful spread of food, healthy, like she took into consideration like that my husband and I don't want to eat a lot of bread and sugar and everything was homemade. It was absolutely amazing. And so we took that time, we ate and the kids ate, the dogs got to run around and, uh, you know, we got to see the sister-in-law that has, you know, we hadn't seen in a long time because she's lived on the other side of the, the planet, basically. And we got to connect. We talked about travel. My um, in-laws are considering this trip around the world and stopping in Athens, Greece. And, you know, I shared about my story about when I went to Athens. And it was just really, really nice. We were in the shade. It was a beautiful space, lots of room for the kids to run around and everybody could do their thing, right? So we all ate. And then part of the plan was for us to split off into groups. So one group was going to go hiking and one group was going to go to the beach. So I led this hike with the dogs and the sisters and a couple of the kids. And it was really, really pretty. Like there was just uh, the whole hike was shaded and there was water running along this trail the whole way. So um, the dogs got to take little breaks and drink in the water. And, you know, we got to sort of wait around and it was just this very nice leisurely hike that no pressure. Um, we all got to, you know, talk and catch up and it was really, really nice. Um, and it was mostly downhill on the way. <laughs> and then on the way back, like we had to hike up, um, some, some rocks and some steps, which was really good. Cause I wanted to get a workout in. So all in all, it was this beautiful experience wasn't out in the exposed sunlight which was really 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 hot so that was nice and the dogs got to cool off and drink water as they wanted to so we got back to the picnic shelter and my mother-in-law was so amazing she had like this amazing sparkling water on ice it was like you know Dasani water hinted with wild strawberry with no sugar and anything and it was just like totally perfect and we all you know drank the drinks and then we decided to pack up and head to the beach and do the switch off so my husband was going to come back and stay with our dog and I was going to switch off and go to swimming with the kids and same thing with my sister-in-laws the grandparents were going to come and switch with the dog so we could all go swimming after our hike so we get down to the beach and we you know had the switch off and it was fine and I gotten to swim in this lake with the kids and it was like this total picturesque moment like with a beach house and um sand on this beautiful lake with the mountains in the background and there was a big raft out in the middle that you could swim out to and then jump off these um, high-rise um, diving boards which was super cool the kids loved doing that over and over again and I did that a couple times with them and then we uh, packed up and head out and started walking back and my husband just happened to be driving by and he picked us up and drove us the rest of the way home. We were back to the uh, picnic shelter and we get back there. My mother-in-law again had this beautiful spread of desserts laid out, homemade cookies and cakes and a fruit platter and like more drinks and you know it was just was so nice like everything was taken care of and the kids like it was okay for them to be wet and sandy and the dogs had space to you know roam around and everything was shaded and it just was super nice that she had planned to have this outside and um, everybody could sort of experience and do what they wanted to 
And so then um, we hung out for a little bit longer and then they all took off and then we went and set up our tent and um, my husband did all the heavy lifting. I blew up our his and I's <laughs> air mattresses, like, you know, like regular air mattresses, not camping ones, but like, you know, the kind you would use for glamping. <laughs> and, you know, I had sheets and blankets and my own pillows for my bed. And we left the um, rain cover off because there was no chance for rain. And we... Um, built a fire after it was dark and the kids found sticks and they stuck their hot dogs on their sticks and it was so cute watching them roast their own hot dogs and then sitting them all in a row in their little camping chairs next to the fire in the dark eating their little hot dogs and it was just very very nice and um you know as soon as it went dark like all the crickets and the cicadas and everything came on and started chirping and we decided like get cleaned up and go to bed And, um, my husband actually set up his own individual tent to sleep in because he snores (laughs) and, um, he actually didn't really want to camp. I was the one that convinced them to convince him that it would be fun to do the camping. And I'm like, well, what if you just were able to snore in your own tent and you didn't have to sleep with us and you can just go sleep in your little two person tent and snore to your heart's desires. Like, okay. So he set up his own two person tent and we all, and the dog, got into our big tent and I fell asleep holding my son's hand and listening to the bugs and all the different noises and the wind that were flowing through the trees. It was just really, really nice. So we woke up in the morning and I went and got coffee um, and came back and my husband was starting taking down the camping gear and putting everything away. And I decided to take the um, dog for a hike. So I grabbed her and we took off and I've been to this place before. So I knew a lot of the different trails. So I thought I would do a quick 40 minute hike with her and went out there and I started thinking about you guys again and, you know, what I learned from this weekend. And it was just a beautiful, creative, I got my mind got to, you know, be open and think out in nature. And it was like, I was walking through this trail and there was these butterflies. It was just like, absolutely beautiful and breathtaking and it really couldn't have been a better experience and so I came back and the the car was pretty much all loaded up like my husband did all the work got everything reorganized repacked up the kids were ready and we decided to hit the road so that is story number two my friends which story do you like better (laughs) right Like story number one, high stress, super annoying. I felt frustrated. Story number two was like this perfect, amazing family outdoor, you know, experience where, you know, it just left you feeling amazing, right? Like that was an amazing experience. So both of those stories are true, right? But the way I told the stories were very different. And it's very interesting when we tell a story, right? Like what do you what is the story that you're telling about your current situation? Or if you were in this situation and you had a family camping experience with all the different moving parts and pets and weather, what would you what would the story you tell sound like? And when we tell these stories, right? Like even if it's about our past or something that just happened yesterday, Even though it's not happening in that moment, we still get to feel and relive that story, right? That experience that we had. So when I told the first version of the story, I am left feeling still frustrated. Like that was an awful time. I can't believe we did all that. I should have went home, right? Like you can feel that energy. 
And when we feel that energy, if it was a negativity or frustration, we may then not want to feel those things, right? So we might buffer. We may overdrink. And I like to for you to sort of like refocus this. When you're telling a story about your past, maybe it's about your childhood or your ex-husband or a work thing that happened, right? And you're telling the story where it's at the end of the day that you just experienced and you're retelling it in your head and you're feeling super stressed and you come home and from that negativity, from reliving that story that you just told yourself, we might overdrink, we might eat to buffer, right? Because we don't like feeling that way and we're trying to do things now to make ourselves feel better, right? Whereas the other story, the other way that you can tell it is quite different. And it leaves you with a much better feeling, right? And those are feelings that we may not want to buffer away so much. So the point to this podcast is, is that we can tell any story we want. Which story is serving you and where you want to go with your life? And I'm choosing to pick that second story version, right? That second story is is much nicer and When I look back and I believe that second story and tell that second story to other friends, like, what did you do this weekend? And I lock into that second story, I'm left feeling good, right? Versus that first story, I'm left feeling like shit. And I probably wouldn't want to do that again, (laughs) right? They're all stories. If we look at the facts of each of of the story, right? There was a camping trip scheduled. There was a family lunch planned. There were dogs, there were siblings. Those are the facts. Everything else are just our thoughts or our interpretation of what happened, right? And now I'm going to tell you the real story. <laughs> so the real story is when I was in the moment on this on this weekend and I'm going on this hike and showing up to the picnic and every all the moving parts, right? The real story And how I really felt was the first story, that negative story. So what happened, everything that that story, how I shared that story with you is how I was feeling. So I was feeling very frustrated. And so after the whole beach situation, coming home, the kids were being horrible or coming back to the the group camp, the kids are being horrible. I actually told my husband, I'm like, I'm feeling very frustrated right now. And I know that if I, if we leave, because I'm feeling frustrated, that is me taking action from a negative place. And I preach this to my clients and to my podcast listeners and to everybody that will listen, that you should never take action from a bad place, that you should always love your reason why you do something. And I was not loving my reason to want to pack up and leave. I was My reason was because I was frustrated and I thought that leaving and not moving forward with our plans to spend the night in camp would make me feel better. But I knew that that wouldn't make me feel better, right? I know because I know that my thoughts create my feelings. And so I moved forward with feeling frustrated and I kept going and we ended up staying and I'm glad that we did. And so when I went on the hike in the morning with my dog by myself and I was thinking about this experience and thinking about the story that I wanted to tell, it clicked with me because I'm, again, I'm always thinking about how I can share my own experiences with you so you can have better experiences yourself. And one of my clients recently asked me, what is the benefit of feeling our feelings? Like, why do we want to sit there and feel anger or loneliness or frustration? And my response to her was, because those feelings that you feel are 
is leading you down a path to something that you haven't experienced yet. So for me, being willing to feel frustrated in that moment with my kids and that, you know, after the beach and after that frustrating hike, me sitting there and willing to being willing to feel that led me to stay and honor my commitments to my kids to take them camping and then led me to go on this hike with my dog in the morning to rethink all of this stuff and what I wanted to feel. So if I didn't allow myself to feel that frustration, say I maybe I drank or I ate or we left or all three, <laughs> right? Like how many of you would have packed up and gone home and drank or packed up or sat there and, you know, stuffed a bunch of chips and cookies in your mouth, right? Out of the frustration or yelled at your kids and packed up and left, right? But I sat there and I just felt frustrated and I moved through it and I felt it and I didn't try to buffer it away with anything. I just felt frustrated. And then I got to the morning and I got out on that trail with my dog and I got to think about it all. And like, what was the, what was the journey that that frustration led me to? And I got to be creative and I got to think about this podcast episode and I got to think of a way that I could share what the benefit of feeling that frustration was. And it was the benefit was for me to feel my feelings. But then I got to be creative on the other side of that. If I wasn't willing to feel that frustration, I would have went home right? Or I would have ate or I could have overdrank and I would have missed this opportunity to have this creative experience and to share with you what the benefit of that feeling of frustration was. So the benefit of it was I got to see the other side of it. I got to move through it. I got to evaluate what story I wanted to tell, right? And now I have all these other ideas about my business and how I can connect with my clients. So there was a benefit for me to feel that frustration. And I got to honor my commitments with my kid. I got to fall asleep holding with my, holding my son's hand, right? Like I got to show my kids that once you make a decision, you stick through it. Like there's so much benefit to me feeling that frustration that I wouldn't get to experience had I buffered that frustration away or took action from that frustration. So that is the story. (laughs) And the story that I'm going to tell my friends is not this coaching story or how I got to feel my feelings, right? The story that I'll tell my friends and my family about this trip is that we went into the mountains. We had this family reunion with Pete's family. You know, we showed up, we ate this beautiful lunch and we got to hike, we got to swim and then we camped and I got to go on this beautiful hike with my dog in the morning and it was a great weekend. That is the story that I'll tell, but I love the fact that I get to decide what story it is that I'm going to tell and how that story serves me, right? So when we look at our lives or you look at your own situation, what story are you telling? What story is going to serve you in your goals to stop over drinking or to stop stop overeating and to lose weight? Are the current stories that you're telling about your past or about your day yesterday at the office serving you? Because when you tell a story that leaves you feeling negative or frustrated or sad or angry, what do you do? But if your story leaves you feeling happy and excited and loving, then what do you do from that place? You get to decide. You're already telling a story. Make sure it's a story that serves you. And when I talk about serving you, make sure it's serving you in the way you want to feel. And we know that we take action how we are feeling or don't want to feel. And if those actions are in alignment with your goals in your life, then it's serving you. But if they're not, 
and you're taking action because you don't like the way you're feeling about your past or a certain experience you had recently. Then it's time to reevaluate that story and to create a new one. I hope this helps, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I love you all so much. And if you want my help, my private one-on-one help, to help you create a new story that's going to serve you with your desire to stop over drinking and start living, schedule that free consultation with me. The link is in the show notes. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.